We live in a changing world that is full of questions, and the answers must come from the unchanging truth of God's Word. Today, we look into Scripture with Scott Pauling to discover what the Bible says. Ask the Lord to speak to you and to give you truth to share with others. We've taken a good bit of time to look at what the Bible says about the church. And here's why. Because this is what God is doing in this world right now. This is present tense. This is where we're living. This is not theory. This is practice. What is God doing in this world through the local New Testament church? And what are we to be doing? What's our mission? Let's begin with one verse today. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 15. Paul writes, But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. We find something here that's true of the institution of the church and something that's true for the individual in the church. The truth for the institution is this. We have one mission, and that mission as the church of the living God is to be the pillar and ground of the truth, literally to uphold the truth to lift up the truth in love. We've been given a body of doctrine, and it's our uh, mission not just to hold it. Did you hear the words, the pillar and ground of the truth? What's the pillar and ground do? That's the foundation, and then the pillars hold it up. It's not just our responsibility to hold the truth. It's our responsibility to uphold the truth. In other words, to show it to others, to share it with those around us, to lift it up, in the midst of a world that is filled with error. That's the church's mission. Now, individually, what's my part in that? The Bible says that we're to know how we're to behave ourselves in the house of God. In other words, we're to find our place in that work. We're to find our mission in God's mission. The New Testament church exists to accomplish Christ's purpose in this world, not our purpose. So when you identify the Lord's mission, you've identified the local church's mission, you've identified your own mission. You see, churches have not been called on to do everything in this world. Today, churches are trying to offer services and programs for every possible need. But could I remind you, the church has been given a mission that no other organization on earth can fulfill. Ours is, is eternal work. Ours is not simply to make this world a better place from which to go to hell. Ours is a mission to keep people out of hell. Do you remember... When we began our study of what the Bible says about the church, Jesus said of the church, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We're to be on the offense. We're to be advancing against the gates of hell. We're to be pulling people out of the fire, in the words of Jude. We're to be rescuing the perishing. That was Fanny Crosby's famous hymn. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sin in the grave. Our mission is to advance the cause of Jesus Christ in this world and to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, our mission is Christ's mission. In Matthew chapter 28, the Lord Jesus gave what is commonly referred to as the Great Commission. Some people have, uh, have said that the Great Commission has become the great omission. How true it is that the one thing God left us to do is the one thing we're most failing to do. Listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew 28, 18. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I love this. The same one who founded the church is still with us. The same one that was with that first primitive church, those first disciples that were the called out assembly, is with us now. And he's with us, not so we can simply sit in a building and enjoy a good message. Not so we can simply sit around in fellowship and talk to one another and think about how great it is we're not going to hell, but to carry out his work in this world. It was Hudson Taylor, the founder of the China Inland Mission, that famously said, God is always advancing. Well, I wonder, if God's always advancing, are we? Because if we're in step with God, that must mean we're supposed to be on the move. Not passive, but active. Not simply sitting around waiting on Jesus to come. Uh, That was the error of the church at Thessalonica at one point. Uh, They thought they'll just sit around and wait on the Lord to show up. When Jesus said, occupy till I come, he did not mean occupy a church pew. He meant be busy. Be busy about the Lord's business, the work of the Lord. The tool that we use in this world is influence. It's not force. You can't make people believe on Christ. We're not twisting people's arms to become Christians. Rather, we are giving the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the work that every church is to be busy with, and that means that's the work every member of the local church is to be busy with. This is how we're to behave ourselves in the house of God, the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So let's get real personal and practical today. Are you doing that? What are you doing in and through your local assembly to get the gospel to your community, to reach the lost in your area, to advance the cause of the gospel around the world. That is the mission of every local New Testament church. And not simply to to belong, and not simply to believe, but then to be busy getting the gospel to other people. In the end, the objective is one thing. It's the glory of God. The church's duty is to carry on the work of Christ to represent the one true and living God so that one thing will happen. He will get the glory. My pastor used to say that the measure of any church is one thing. It is its likeness to Jesus Christ. Why did Jesus come to glorify the Father, to to reveal God? Again, the measure of any church is not its buildings or its budgets. It's not its programs or the personality of the preacher. The measure of any church is one thing. Is it bringing glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it lifting up the truth in love? Is it pointing people to God? You see, God's mission for the church is that we bring Him glory. That's true now, and that's true for all eternity. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20, we read these words, Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Listen to verse 21. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. I hope you'll lend your amen to that. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Are you bringing Him glory today? Is your church bringing Him glory? If we're not advancing His name, if we're not advancing His cause, if we're not advancing His gospel, then we are not bringing Him glory. What do you think we're going to do for all eternity? For all eternity, we're going to bring Him glory. In fact, that's how the New Testament ends. In Revelation chapter 4, we're given this little snapshot around the throne of the church. 
Now the Bible says in Revelation 4 verse 10, The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. He repeats it in Revelation 5 verse 11. The voice of many angels round the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands. And what are they saying with a loud voice? Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Friend, that's going to be a church meeting like you've never been in before. But until we get to that day, we're to be bringing Him glory now in every meeting and through every ministry that God has given us. Would you pray today for your church? Pray for your pastor. Pray for the deacons. Pray for fellow members. Pray for the lost in your area to be saved. And pray that you personally will do your part to bring Him glory and to get the gospel to others. Because that, my friends, that's what God says in His Word. That's what the Bible says about the church. It is our prayer that your faith will be strengthened as we study God's Word and that you will share His truth with others. If you're being blessed by listening to Enjoying the Journey and would like to have a part in this ministry, you may make a tax-deductible gift at scottpauley.org. Thank you for your support and continued prayers. May God bless you richly today.